Welcome everybody to episode 5 of Everyday Vegan Living. My name is Rob and today we're going to be talking about where veganism is headed. So first we're going to have to find out where veganism started. So uh, in 1944 England is where it started. Vegetarianism, however, was coined in 500 BC by Pythagoras, a Greek mathematician known by his theorem regarding triangles, which you may remember A squared plus B squared equals C squared, with C being the longest side of a right angle triangle. That formula would calculate the area of that triangle. A few years later, in 1847, the first vegetarian society was formed. And in 1850, Reverend Sylvester Graham of Grand Cracker fame founded its American counterpart. A little while later, in 1944, Donald Watson coined veganism for those vegetarians that abstained from dairy and eggs, citing that this new diet would protect humans from tainted foods caused by diseased animals. Novel thought. Well, Mr. Watson died in 2005 at 95 years old, and I'll probably get a specific episode going for him, um, follow his whole lifestyle, and where where veganism came in his lifetime. So, Donald Watson would likely be considered a straight edge these days, but veganism was founded on the idea of not harming animals on the false pretense of dietary necessity. This has obviously grown into lifestyle and ethical ideals being manifested through diets, clothing, community, and activism, hyper-awareness of global abuse, among a plethora of other actions, publications, and lectures regarding how to live peacefully. Veganism is everywhere, and you can be as vegan as you want without a care in the world. And I've spoken before about drawing your own lines, eating bleached sugar, animal-derived glycerin, honey, animal-tested makeups, animal-tested foods, medicines, soaps, etc. Um, even so much as eating at Del Taco or Taco Bell, KFC, wearing wool, silk, or suede, among countless other instances in, in which you draw your own line. Because veganism as a labeled dietary choice has grown from a few thousand to maybe a few hundred million in the last century, it's also going to come with a lot of people trying to impose their view of a better planet and better system in which to live. These will tend to overlap in some areas and contradict in others. I don't have too many vegan friends in my personal life and in my perspective seem to tend towards the middle of those I interact with. I do a lot of research in what I eat and where, companies I support, ingredients that may have changed um, or that I just don't encounter in day-to-day life. I do this research, but generally in spurts. And as I mentioned in the introduction episode, it's been a long time since I've been on one of these information binges and what propagated me to start this channel to research everything again about what I thought I knew and get a clearer sense of where I want to go. And with the... A few vegan mediums I follow, whether on YouTube, Instagram, Reddit, or going to VegFest, movies, small companies, I seem to have been seeing a a drift in recent months. 
some people believe palm oil is terrible and we shouldn't be supporting products that contain it due to the impact on South American rainforests and the habitats within those rainforests. Others believe out of the vegetable oils, it is most beneficial to use palm oil as it's harvested cheaper and faster than other oils such as coconut, sunflower, or rapeseed. Or these other plants needing more time for growth would need more land and other resources to fulfill the needs of society consumption. If I want to play piano, should I buy a plastic one that will break sooner rather than later and, and never really break down for our planet to reabsorb? Or one with animal bones, ivory, that support an ab abhorrent hunting culture? Should we support impossible foods for making groundbreaking products that are paving the way for vegan food companies in the mainstream? Or do we admit and boycott the company because they decided, decided to use a product that was deemed necessary for animal testing by the FDA? Are you going to adopt a poor little one-legged three-eyed puppy that you feed beef and chicken? Or do you let that puppy get euthanized and adopt a lamb that you can feed your spare alfalfa? I think with so many people in the vegan community wanting to perpetuate a healthy, empathic, and simple way of living to the mass population, we have similar goals in mind. We just have incredibly diverse ways of getting there. Now, I do believe the movement itself needs everyone from the complacent, lazy vegan who bought a soap bar that contained muristic acid all the way to the militant who is slashing the tires of trucks heading to slaughter and hasn't smelled a family barbecue in 20 years. Each and every person on their journey is doing right by themselves, and I can at least trust that being in a counterculture movement, they've at least had some introspective time dedicated to deciding whether where their own personal ideals lay. Sure, maybe a coworker of the proverbial vegan police will have a sour taste in their mouth if that's the only vegan they know. Perhaps a classmate of the nutrition-based athletic vegan actually gives it some serious thought, seeing positive results and friendly attitudes. I think this diversity is a net win, all in all. You get the bad seeds who get the public attention and the easygoing, relatable people to show that vegans can be reasonable as well. This of course is all conjecture i have my own perspective and personal biases again i don't have many vegan friends so my interaction with vegans outside of my individual beliefs are rare to non-existent would veganism be growing at the rate it is if we didn't have PETA giving ammo to the omnivores of our society PETA's actions gaining mainstream media attention on occasion is probably what led me to finding them and learning more about the cause when I first went vegetarian. There are plenty of outspoken personalities to learn from these days, but a one-on-one -on -one interaction is going to be rare. Getting past Bianca Taylor's 900,000 Instagram followers to ask her how to navigate to a portion of your journey is likely going to end in an on-read message. Maybe you want to ask Sostash if aquafaba can be blended by hand. Good luck getting noticed over the other 300,000 subscribers. These relatively high-profile resources can't answer most, if any, of your questions for those beginning their vegan transition. A name like PETA can stand out because of their public associations, but also spread a ton of information regarding all kinds of struggles and questions that arise from becoming, maintaining, and spreading veganism. All this to say, 
I think it's best to acknowledge everyone and their own tactics to live their life in the healthiest way they see fit, get into discussions, and learn to question your own stance before retorting back blindly. Maybe you've had an answer as to why the possibility of cross-contamination from eating a veganized product from a non-vegan-specific restaurant is against your personal mandate. You could have your answer loaded in the chamber, just waiting to prove your point to the next person unlucky enough to try their luck. But should I suggest just taking a second to reanalyze, try and understand where the other person is coming from, and instead of firing off your hardened beliefs, foster discussion and see if maybe you can be swayed or even convert the opposition. I think if vegans conversated a bit more with open ears, we could have many more civil and unified ideas of what the best steps to take would be. Let others in your life challenge you, make you rethink your ideas, and and try and do the same for those around you. And, and I think everyone would be better off for it. Thank you.